Why is it that adults play hide and seek? Because it's fun? I don't think so. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. Who are where, you? Uh, where I'm Ken Decker. <laughs> I'm Yetta Decker. <laughs> and we're excited because we get to share techniques. We get to share thoughts, tips, tools, and insight on real estate that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. In this segment, we're going to consider why hiding out around wealth dysfunction is this thing adults do. It's called Mm -hmm. hide and seek. Let's see. Let's talk about wealth dysfunction. That's kind of a, ooh, you hear about dysfunctional uh, emotions, dysfunctional relationships, dysfunctional families, but dysfunctional wealth. Right. Well, what I think we're really saying there is when things aren't the way we'd really like them to be, maybe there's more month and money, mm-hmm. maybe things just aren't going well. Yeah in the financial realm. And so I think most of us, and I certainly know when it was our turn, when we had our turn, we had more than one turn, when Mm -hmm. we had our decade of turns of not having our financial house in order. That's really what wealth dysfunction is, right? Okay. Yeah. When we had that, Mm -hmm. who did we tell? The bank. We didn't really tell them, but to be able to get more money... They were in on the secret, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they weren't upset because we were making our payments. Well, you really don't go. I think it's rare that, and for us, we didn't go and ask for help from others. We started to do a little bit of research, but really nothing for the first 10 years. And I think that it's, um, that dysfunction is perpetuated by hiding out. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. And you, like, we hide out. I mean, we did, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you, And nobody like came us. and sought us. No, no There was no seek part. It was just no the seek. hide. It was just Have the you hide. ever done that where your kid, oh, you yeah. play hide and seek and then the other kids go home and nobody <laughs> comes and gets you and then it gets dark and you go, what? I better go to the, you know, the safety or whatever. And then there's nobody there. Right. Playing hide without anybody seeking is no fun at all. And it's the same thing in finances. Mm. If you're hiding out, and it might be, there's several factors, right? It might be because of the B word. The B word. I was thinking the embarrassment. Yeah, it's It's embarrassment. I just went to embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, B word? I only know about embarrassment. I think for us, we felt embarrassed. We kind of thought we should know better. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know better. We didn't know. And we thought we could fix it yeah. with the, the little knowledge we had. It's kind of like being ignorant on a subject, but not really knowing you're ignorant because you've learned what you learned from family, from the culture, from TV ads, from marketing, from banks marketing. That's where we get our knowledge. And yeah. so we don't even know there's something else. No, we, we didn't. 
No. And so maybe you're like us and you don't know there's better. So this is not, we don't want you to go down the road of embarrassment. We yeah. did and all it did was cause us to hide even more. Yeah. We know there is people that have a lot more. Yeah. Right. And so that's part of the embarrassment too. Like they can do it, but I haven't been able mm -hmm. to. And sometimes we compare age, yeah. you know, oh, they're, uh, you know, I'm comparing to somebody that's 50 years old, has worked 30 years, to me who's just starting out, got a young family and, and mm -hmm. all the expenses, and I think I should be doing as well as they are. Well, that's, that's part comparison. of the comparison, but the, and the comparison even gets us, if we look at somebody that's the same age as us, that may earn the same income as we do, we start comparing if they've made better choices than we've made. I mean, they have better, potentially they have better patterns. Maybe they've made better wealth decisions. Well, then maybe we do want to compare decisions. to them and ask them some questions. But the problem is we hide fighting. out. We don't ask. <laughs> right. How come you're doing well? Right. And I'm in the same boat, but my boat's way downstream from where you are. Or it's sinking. <laughs> it's worse. Sick. Well, it's which is really what's happening. Yeah. It's got some holes in it. Mm -hmm. So, and when we say culture, we're not just talking about keeping secret. Well, we are talking about keeping secret. That's part of the culture. You don't talk about that stuff. We're not supposed to. No, if you if you have financial troubles, you keep that at home. You don't go to you know you don't go to work and talk about that. You don't go talk about it to your friends. Right. You keep, because you keep it secret. Right. You keep, and, you keep hiding. And unfortunately, that's the same with a lot of things like marital troubles and different things. Mm. People hide out. Right. Because I don't want to look bad. Mm. And maybe you, like me, don't enjoy the feeling of looking bad. And I actually used to have a bad habit. I'm getting much, much better at this bad habit. I would, if somebody wasn't hiding out and they told me the truth, I would let them see the whole picture of what wasn't working in a uh, too harsh a way you're not working or they're, they're not working you the, you'd the expand on what they were saying and what went Ooh, wrong and what wasn't work working for you? never well hmm. like that that has caused me embarrassment but then when i had problems i'd hide my stuff even more okay right so i think another reason people hide out around that dysfunction is they feel like a failure yeah. if they if they bring well, it out. Well, did you feel like a failure? Like, let's not talk about people out there. Let's yeah. talk about Ken Decker. Well, of course, all the things we talk about here tend to be from our life experience. Now, it was 30 years ago, and I was feeling like a failure. You know, our marriage wasn't good at all. Or, you know, there was screaming matches and yeah, yelling at kids. Yeah, let's just talk about kids. the money right now. But all these things combined, like when you got money issues – you tend to be not calm and pleasant in the other areas of your life. And, you know, when they say money doesn't buy happiness, but it certainly can take away some of the stress. And some of the struggle. Yeah. Right? So why else do we, well, okay, so why else do we hide out? Why do we hide the truth of what's going on instead of going to get help? You know, I don't know. But I think one of the solutions to it mm. is to grab a copy of the wealth formula. Because I think, remember I said that people don't, people including ourselves, we didn't know there was a specific way. Now there's multiple ways, but there, we didn't know there were any specific ways to building wealth mm. and having a great financial life, keeping our financial house in order. And books helped us that way. And then once we figured out there was a formula to getting out of debt, a formula to building wealth, 
we wrote the wealth formula. Imagine that. It's called the wealth formula. And realizing that there are rules, just like there's relational rules that help you have a good relationship. Well, you're really talking principles, right? Uh, they're more principles, like rules, rules? principles and rules, rules. like like um, gravity. What's gravity? Well, that's gravity, a law. is it a principle, a law, or a it's, rule? It's a law. Okay, it's a law. I think. There's financial rules or laws that if you break them, it hurts, right? It's right. going to hurt you. And so reading the wealth formula, you can get it on Kindle. You can uh, stop in her office and pick up a copy. Uh, I think Amazon, you should probably still order a, a paper copy there. And read that. That would be like the first step I could recommend. Right. And then stop hiding. Well, you might come out of hiding once you read it. Once you might come out of hiding. Because mm-hmm. what what happens? Like when we hide our head in the sand, like what happens? It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve nothing, right? No. It's okay to admit mm-hmm. that you don't have all the answers and go look for the answers. As a matter of fact, it's not okay. It's fantastic. It's necessary. And we're grateful that we get to be your partners on moving forward towards wealth, wisdom, and worth. Hey, Yetta, why is mediocrity so comfortable? Because it's fitting in with the masses. I get to fit in. Oh, so mediocre is average. Yeah. Okay. So I get to fit. So we're excited that we, and actually honored that we've been able to create for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside track episodes on our YouTube channel and podcasts on CHRI that give you insider tips on real estate, how to make house home, and really how to build wealth and generational legacy. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or even on the go. So we're going to discover in this episode, if, if, is it true, if comfort is holding you back, if being like everyone else, hmm. not everyone else, but like the masses, if that is holding you back. Yeah. And in the first segment, we talked about hiding out in our dysfunction. Right. And that's not the, that's not everybody. Like, Aww. it's just... It's common that when you struggle financially, you hide out in that and you, you draw it in. And though many people are suffering or, or having the same issues, when everybody's quiet about it, it doesn't exist. Well, it's hidden, right? It's hidden. That was the whole hide and seek game. Nobody's come yeah. to seek you. Yeah. Now, what we're finding as we're discussing this is that people that are middle of the road you might call it mediocrity. You might call it average. You might, you might call, call it, them it median, normal. Normal. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Middle class. They tend to have, like, and I think we did this. You have, we did. you know, you buy the house. Now you got a nice house. You buy a car. So you got a decent car. Maybe it's even a new car. And we were more open about talking about our situation because we felt we were in the masses. You know, we well, had, we felt we had we some were, good things. Yeah, we were like everybody else that but, we hung out with. Yeah. But when we talked about the house, I, I don't know how many times I said, yeah, me and the bank own the house. Yep. Right? The bank owns most of it. Yeah. So you diminish 
that we were able to collect the down payment to buy a property and that we leveraged the bank's money. Well, and here's the interesting thing with that one. Mm -hmm. We would still, before that, we were paying rent. Yeah. Which was not really any different than our initial mortgage payment. I think our mortgage payments were actually less when we bought the first house than our rent had been. And so often it's not like when we say the bank owns it, it's true, but we're minimizing the fact that we're actually putting equity in our bank account instead of in the bank account of the, the yeah. either the lender or the bank account really of the uh, landlord. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like now we got a car, but we got a car payment. So is having a car payment normalized? It's pretty normal. People think, oh, I'll always have a car payment. Some people Well, do. we thought that. We thought that. We don't anymore. Um, and what's interesting is because it's normalized, people don't hide out in that. People don't hide out in what's normal because it feels safe. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Safe is a safe. It's interesting because you feel safe, and then are you actually safe? Is the state of normal the safe place to be? Well, it's not because you're most most Canadians are a few hundred dollars away from having a financial issue. You know, they miss one or two paychecks, they've got a big financial issue. That's normal. Yeah, and so people talk about that. Right? If they buy a, a toy, and I call a toy like a snowmobile or boat or something like that, many, many times they buy with payments. And then they talk about, oh, yeah, I even did. It. I used to sing, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Like <laughs> I went from hiding out to talking about how we were now kind of middle class. We had the, the average problem of the average Canadian. So what's the solution here? Like, it just sounds like I'm feeling depressed just as you're talking Well, the solution is to buy the well formula, but that's another story. No, that's not another story. Oh, it's not? No, it's... It's a continuation of the story? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so learn from what we learned during that period. Because when we hit what I would call middle class or... Um, and typical. I don't really like classes. It's not. It's, it's, it's really typical sad. being Normal. like the typical. The average. Can we say typical? Typical. Typical. Because I don't think it's yeah. normal. I think at, it's. At some yeah. point, we decided we didn't want to be typical either. We didn't want to be in the in the high debt, just about to you know, claim bankruptcy. But we didn't want to be normal either. We didn't want to be typical. So then we started reading a lot, reading a lot of financial books, following. There's the solution. There's the solution. Mm. And as we started talking about it, we started talking to people that weren't typical like we weren't. Were, we were. Mm. They weren't doing the same things we were doing. They looked just a little bit different. And they weren't saying, hey, I have a car payment. They might have said, and most of the time they wouldn't say it out loud. But well, that's the problem. We're going to talk right. about that in segment three. Yeah. Is the next level is the wealthy tend to hide out. You don't give away the secret now? Oh, yeah. We're giving it away now so that they'll listen. <laughs> the reason it's difficult to move out of typical mm. is because – when you're typical, most of your friends, if not all of them, are typical. 
And the people that maybe aren't typical, even if they are your friend, you might not know that they're not typical because they start hiding out. Mm-hmm. So it's a tricky spot to be because it can be comfortable. Right. So if you're feeling really comfortable right now and you're going, oh, you are screaming at me right now, even though we're not not. actually screaming, but it it can feel like it. Like when you're getting a message that lands deeply, at least that often happens for me, if it lands deeply, I feel like the person's voice has elevated. I feel like their tone has Mm. sped up. I feel, or their pace has sped up. I feel like there's a passion and an energy there that wasn't there before because now I feel like they're speaking to me. So if you feel like we're speaking to you, then I'm actually going to encourage read the wealth formula and other sound financial books that can open up not maybe you even know a lot of this stuff already, but really give you a lay lay of the land piece by piece and and really just give you opportunity to get into action differently. If nobody's willing to talk to you, which is what we found, then reading something and we read book upon book upon book upon book because that was the only way we could shift what we thought was typical. Because mm-hmm. when you read the books, that's all typical now. That feels yeah. normal. Do you, do you want to hear a hint of how to find somebody who's wealthy but hiding out? Okay. It's kind of like when we find the sand dollars. You don't look for the sand dollars. You look for the little hump in the sand, right? When you're looking for somebody that's wealthy, they typically talk about ideas. They're talking about investment ideas. They're talking like they're... It's not, they're not talking about the senator's game last week or the. Well, they might. They might, once briefly, in a while. but they're definitely not talking about other people typically. Right. They're talking about ideas. Right. And so that might be a little way to find them. And now, they're probably not saying the things that you're saying, which is, hey, I always going to have a car payment. Yeah. Like there's different things. It's, it's almost like watching for what's not being said. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. So Sean Penn, he said something interesting. There is a lot of mediocrity being celebrated and a lot of wonderful stuff being ignored and discouraged. We want to thank you for the privilege of coming alongside you, being your advocate on the journey towards generational legacy. Read all about it. Ken Decker is wealthy. Read all about it. Ken Decker and Yetta Decker are wealthy. Read all about it. Shush. Didn't you hear me shush you the first time? Oh, well, yes. Okay, so for over 30 years, we're honored that we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, and investing in real estate, but really coming alongside you to build your fund, build your faith, build your finances, and even help you build your relationships, strengthening, healing, and flourishing in them. Really, 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. Now, in this segment, we're going to explore why the wealthy go back into hiding. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want you saying no. that out loud. Oh, like, really? I, we didn't rehearse that at all. It and I really... found myself shushing you oh, yeah, be... as soon as you, like, as soon as I knew sort of what you were about to say. Isn't that wild? Mm. Why and I think I it? know better. You know better? I, I don't think, think so. so but I think it's programmed into us. You don't mm-hmm. talk about your wealth. And I think part of it is we maybe think it, it makes other people feel bad or puts down other people. Well, 
part of it is it seems arrogant. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. humble. Prideful, yeah. And, yeah. And it, I think, so that's the whole conceived notion. So if I, I'm wealthy and I give God credit for it and the glory, and I utilize my wealth for good things, is that not humility, knowing where it came from? I, yeah, I ain't going to argue with you. I know. And yet, there's still this well, I visceral. Because quite often you do argue with me. <laughs> yes, I do. We, there we is a visceral disagree, right? Yeah. But there is a visceral response to the idea of letting people know that we've figured out some strategies of how to go from being upside down financially mm-hmm. to having more than we need and to giving lots of it away. It's not easy to say. Like our grandson, yeah. quite often, he goes, you're so rich. I tell people I got rich grandparents. And I say, yes, you do. And I go, don't yeah. say that the out bi- loud, The Bible buddy. talks about what the responsibility of the rich are. And... The problem is most people don't realize they're rich because they always want a little more. I'll be rich when I get X. I'll be rich when I get Y. But is that really true? Maybe you're rich right now. Well, and of course, and we say this every time we talk about money, but I think partially the way I reason I say it is it makes me feel better. And that is everyone in Canada, pretty much. I mean, Canada is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Mm -hmm. And certainly the Western part of the world has 80% of the wealth. Right? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how much wealth is in Canada. Well, I don't mean Canada and U.S. specifically, but sort of. We have a lot of wealth and there's mm -hmm, a lot of countries that are significantly mm -hmm. less wealthy. Mm -hmm. And what they struggle to do, we take for granted. Right. And I think that's a, a symbol of the wealth is when you can turn on the water and water comes out and you can flush the toilet and it goes away, you know, or you have a toilet. <laughs> there, That's where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there is a tendency to hide. And I thought I was past it till we were creating this episode. I was kind of thinking, well, I don't hide that we've done really well. And we have mm-hmm. learned to, in certain environments, talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yet, much of the time, I don't talk about it. It was a struggle to write that on the back of the wealth formula 10 years ago that we were multimillionaires. And it's tough to say it right now. And if I said to you, follow me for the wealth formula, right? We've written the book. It's awesome. We've lived the life. And and I say to you, I have a car payment. I have a house payment. I don't have any real estate investments. I'm struggling a little bit. I'm normal. I'm I'm typical. typical. Am I the right person to follow? No. No. And that's the problem is many people who accumulate wealth feel it's prideful to mention it, prideful to, you know. And so then people don't know who to follow, who to listen to. It's like, don't get your relationship advice from someone that's had eight relationships and they can't stay in one. Right. Maybe get the... the, the uh, What not to, to do. No, no. How to get somebody in the first place, because they seem to be pretty good at that if they've had eight. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying, yeah. you, you want to go to the right person. And I think that the wealthy hideout 
A, because they might, be em- they might be embarrassed yeah. by their, their wealth now, or they that, may be made shame of. Right. But isn't, and isn't that interesting? When we talk about people that have a lot of debt, they feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And now, and they hide out often. And now we talk about people that have a lot of wealth or a fair bit of wealth, but the number isn't really the There's issue. always somebody. Oh, that has more wealth than you do. So it's not about the comparison game. And yet they also hide out partially often because they feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And so the struggle with that is who else are you going to get your counsel from? But somebody that's done it well. So it's like we're almost, well, we are harming other people Mm. rather than giving them access. Yep. And I think some people don't talk about it because they're afraid People will keep come knocking, right? Oh, give us some money. Give us whether it be for charity or family members. They go, oh, I can't pay my hydro bill this month, or I can't pay my mortgage or something. Come, give me some money. You got lots. And then the question becomes: When we give money, which we which we do, it's are we enabling or are we helping? Because sometimes it's helpful. Not just helping. Are we mentoring? Right. Like there's a there's a big difference between mentoring and enabling. Being a, a menace in their menace being a no, menace. No, I think people with finances. money are afraid of yeah. the menace coming yeah. asking for money and constantly, right? So I think that's one of the reasons. And again, if they if we don't know who the wealthy are, we can't go and get mentorship from them. We can't learn from them. You know, there's a saying that you are the your your income is the average of your six closest friends, and that may be. And maybe some of you need some new friends. But how do you figure out who to hang with if they're not talking about wealth? It's interesting. Well, so what are the ways? Like, what are some of the clues? We gave a little thought. And that is, what are they talking about? Are they talking about ideas? Are they talking mm. about investment opportunities? Yep. Is someone talking about their, and what uh, are they not talking I, about? I think I, that's a big deal. Yeah, what they're not talking about. Yeah. And how do they live? Mm. You know, watch, watch how they live. But I think it's tough. And that's why I'm really talking to the wealthy right now. Mm. Be willing to talk about how you make money, how you make wise investments. I'm not talking about giving away your wealth to somebody. I'm talking about showing them the path. You know, I don't, I don't get an abundance mindset. I don't believe that if, if I teach a thousand people how to get wealthy, that there won't be as much for me. Not true at all. No. There'll probably be, end up being more. Because we all build wealth together. It's we just, do better together than we do alone. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I decided to write something a little bit. And, it's, and it says, if a person is wealthy, they probably know how to get it and probably know how to get it again if they lose it. Yeah. Don't make the mistake of assuming that it was easy for them to get their wealth. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey moving forward towards building wealth through real estate and having a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.